Welcome to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur's show with me, Brenda Hector. I'm a business growth specialist helping business owners to develop themselves and grow their businesses so they can achieve their goals and enjoy the lifestyle they dream of. I'm also on a mission to revolutionize the entrepreneurial landscape for women in business. In every podcast episode, I interview someone who has an inspiring story or some great advice for women aiming to start or scale their businesses. If you're new to the show, take a moment to subscribe and please check out the previous ones after listening to this. We've got an awesome community on Facebook. Just search for Scale Her Up and join in. And today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Lisa Clooney from Thrive, who is with me on the Scale Her Up podcast to talk about her journey as an entrepreneur and how she's helping other female entrepreneurs to to thrive themselves. Welcome, Lisa. Hello. Great to have you here. Let's um, let's just start as I do with uh, with most of my guests. Um, tell us your story. How did you get into business? Um, I've been in graphic design and branding for like twenty five, probably nearly twenty seven years now. Did my degree in it. Worked in some big corporates. Ended up moving down to London, um, and ended up um, working for Shell International and became one of their brand managers. And then once I had my children, I ended up left there, even though I still do graphic design for them now. And my daughter is 25 now. So I've been very, very lucky. I still do work for them. But I ended up going freelance so that I had to, I didn't, what's the point of having children if you don't see them? So, and when I was working in the city, you'd be working, leaving at seven in the morning and coming back at nine, nine o'clock at night sometimes. So I worked around my children, so I did freelance. So I worked in lots of advertising agencies in London, local agencies, picked up a bit of graphics work, and then set my own own business up in 2012 uh, called Thrive Studios, which which still is a design agency. And then this year, I set up Thriving Brand, which is another side, which is all for women to help them build a brand. But my aim is for 40 plus, so in their 40s, 50s and 60s, because there is so many women setting up their businesses in their late 40s, early 50s and beyond. And to help them with their social media, helping them build their confidence and also to build a brand for themselves on a personal front and also for their business. So that's what a lot of them I'm doing now as a, more as a consultant. Obviously, I help them with the graphic design as well if they want me to. Fantastic. So let's let's talk about your experience then. Um, yeah, setting up. I think a lot of us are there, um, certainly myself included, setting up our own business to give us the flexibility around um, our kids I wanted to be able to decide for myself if I was going to go to the school concert and things like that. So did that did that work for you? Um, obviously, uh, 20 odd years um, ago. Um, did that work for you? Is that? Yeah, I mean, I, that's yeah. it. I wanted to make sure I took my children to school and that I could go to like parent, you know, do all, all the sports day and all that sort of stuff as well and actually be there for them I was very lucky a lot of the time some of the freelance work I was working from home so if they were off sick I could juggle things to an extent because I had no family near so it was very very hard 
to, as backup. So I had to think of ways that I could be there for my children. But also, I love being a mum, but I need, still needed something for me as well. I didn't want to not do something for me. But I wanted that balance. And that was one way that I could keep my creativity going. I could still keep up with technology because it's changed so much, graphic design. And um, it's so different than when I first started. And if I'd ever stopped, it would have been impossible to go back. It would have been so hard. So I've been very lucky that I've always kept up. But yeah, it was doing a lot of time with working around my children. That was the whole idea of it. So then did you end up working working evenings and things? Or yes. did you work only work a, a effectively part-time hours? Or how did no, that work? I used to work in evenings, weekends, yeah. things like that. Fitting it in when I could. I mean, when the kids were little, you'd end up, you'd get very frustrated at sometimes because the clients, you want to be as professional as possible, but you'd find out you, a client would phone you and want to go through a job and you can guarantee the kids will be having an argument just at the wrong time. <laughs> When they when they are when you you want to be as professional as possible, and the amount of times I've locked myself in the toilet having a conversation <laughs> because it was the only way I could get away. That's why I went freelance in some ways because until the children were older and they were at senior school, that's when I set my business up uh, yes, for me okay. properly because I, then I could meet the clients. I could work around the clients and things like that. And that was the best time for me uh, to develop and my confidence as well. There's a lot of pressure on you as a mum and a business owner. So to be to be ready to do both, that it was the right time for you, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I think as women, we put too much pressure on ourselves. You know, we want to make sure the house is run properly. We want to make sure that, you know, that you're there for your kids, you're there for your husband, you know, you you, you, the house is clean. You, you, we put too much pressure on ourselves sometimes, um, and it, it's you've got to have that balance. You've got to have um, work-life balance, or you'd go insane. Yes, yes. And you said you said earlier about um, wanted to do something, still be something for you, not not only be a mum. And I'm sure that resonates with lots of the lots of the listeners. It certainly certainly resonates with me too having tried both both to be working and to be at home and knowing that there, there's a um, a balance in between that that's the sweet spot for me. So, yeah, I'm sure yeah, every, lots of people agree with that. So what do you think? I mean, t- t- tell me about your business. Tell me about your business success. What's, what have been your biggest successes in business over the years? Um, I think a lot of time it's all been, or I've never had really had to advertise. So I've been very, very lucky. People have, it's all been word of mouth. Um, So I've not had to really put myself, I've done networking and I've made contacts. And I think the biggest thing I've learned is collaborate with people. I think that's so important. And listen to people and and mix with people that are going to inspire you. Because it, it can be very lonely working on yourself or when you're working on your own um, and doing networking and actually working with other people. Like I work with video people, I work with uh, web developers, uh, copywriters, lots of different things. But we work together and you build a community that's quite strong. And I've got freelancers that are working with me now that work with me when I first set this business up. 
and we've become friends yes. as well. So I think that is so important. And go with your gut. Definitely go with your gut feeling because you can have, I've had clients that my gut has told me keep away. And I think, no, no, I'll do it. And my gut has been right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, you learn. You certainly do. You certainly do. And, yeah, the built. Building that supportive group, that's that's part of what Scale Her Up is all about, is is building a group of supportive women who are all, you know, like-minded and ambitious and and looking to looking to grow their business. So who who have been the, the biggest supporters, the best supporters for you in your business over the years? Friends and family, I think, majority. And some of my clients. You know, I was very lucky I started working for, with one client and I met through a marketing company. And he has been one of my biggest advocates. He's, he's got me into four or five companies. So sometimes you, your clients can be, you know, they, they can be a really good sales force for you as well. So look after your clients. <laughs> Absolutely, because that's where that word, those, that word of mouth yeah. comes from, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so how, how, how have your friends and family supported your business? Um, I think support. I mean, unfortunately for me, I had a, a husband that wasn't supportive. Uh, my ex-husband was the opposite. Um, and every time I started building my business, he put me down. But now that uh, he's an ex, he's an ex-husband. Uh, and I, I've got me back and I'm more feisty. I'm stronger. And I've got to look after me now and my kids. So... I've got nobody, it's all, it all falls on me as a business now, which is quite nice in some ways as well. Um, I think it's so important to have a supportive partner. And I, I didn't realise that at the time, but now I understand it with some of my friends that have gone through it and things like that. I'm but sure my family, that... as my mum and dad and my children have been, and my friends have been very, very supportive. Um, and when you've had those low ebbs, they pushed me up and said, no, you can do this. You're bloody good at what you're doing. Just go for it. So uh, it's that you need those people behind you. But unfortunately, that wasn't my my partner at the time. I, I, would, I, would, I would hope that it's not the case, but I'm sure there will be people listening who are in a similar situation. You know, a lot of the, the advice I've got up on, on the wall here, I've got a picture of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his, uh, his tips for, for success. And it's ignore the naysayers. When the naysayers are too close, that's, it can be difficult to oh, yeah. ignore. So any... Yeah. Any words of wisdom for, for someone who's listening, thinking that they've got a naysayer too close to them? Just be strong and believe in yourself. It is extremely hard when you're having that mental abuse and you go through real, real low ebbs and I can't do it, I can't do it. But your inner spirit tells you you can and you, your clients tell you you can as well because they're recommending you. And you do have that little angel on one on one shoulder and you have the devil on the other shoulder. You come through it and you come through stronger. You go through, it is tough. Um, there's no denying it, but you do and you become stronger. And I mean, that's the reason why I'm doing Thriving Brand now is to help women build their confidence and believe in themselves as well. So a lot of the stuff I'm doing, it can be mindset work as well because I've gone through it. I know 
you can get through it and you can be strong. You just need that inner spirit in you to come out that you, you probably had. And that's the reason why you started your business. But sometimes you need reminding. So, yeah, I think that that's the main thing. Yeah, not just sometimes you need reminding. I think we need reminding all the time. Yes, <laughs> let's, let's just yeah. look at the, look at the, remember the positives, remember what's going well, remember the successes. Yeah, and write them down and put them on the wall. You know, put your achievements on there, you know, and show yourself, yeah, I have done that. I think that's so important because we don't do that enough. Um, we don't, do we? We no. look at the negative so much sometimes and put your achievements up there and say, yeah, I've done this. And be proud of yourself. You are your own, we're our own worst enemies a lot of the time. (laughs) Yes. Um, So be proud of what you've done um, and your achievements. Because you can do it. It's hard work. Yeah. Nothing comes easy. (laughs) But you can do it. Tell me about your ambitions for the future then, Lisa. Tell me about... Tell me about how you're helping other women to, to create their thriving brand. Uh, well, I've just started this. Um, I've got a Facebook group, which is Thriving Brand, Thriving You, which is for women. And that's going to be more of a support network. I give loads and loads of information on there about helping you to build your brand. But eventually I want to try and do one-to-ones with people to help them know their clarity all the way at building their foundations of the brand but also helping them with how to do some graphics as well so that they can they can do it. Because when you start up, you haven't got a budget to hire a graphic designer or not a good graphic designer. Yes. There's a lot of rubbish out there. <laughs> <laughs> so you want somebody that really understands what your business is about. So I help, I'll help them from the foundations of their, of their business to build a brand all the way through to their brand strategies how to put themselves out there, what social media platforms to put themselves out there and giving them a bit of confidence to say, yeah, but you you have to do video now to get noticed. We all don't like putting our face out there, but once you've done it once or twice, it's that first time you do it is horrible. But after that, you get used to it and you've got to put your face out there. You know, personal branding is so important now. It didn't, use, it didn't used to be the same extent. And you don't have to be an influencer and you don't have to say your whole of your life story out there. But people do business with people. so And they want the empathy. They want the authenticity um, and all that sort of side. So you do need to put yourself out there and be you. So for somebody who's listening and saying, oh, I, don't, I really, really don't know if I can do this, what would, what would be your top three tips to to get their their personal brand out there? Um, You've got to know what your why is. That is the biggest thing. Why are you doing what you're doing it? Who is your audience you're doing it to? Because you've got to know what their pain points are um, because you've got to resonate them or you're not going to attract them because you've got no connection with them. Once you've known all that and you know your what, your how and your why, then you can put, a strategy together and then you can put yourself out there uh, because you've got to talk and resonate and build that trust like factor with your audience and that that is your main main thing to do once you start building that then you'll people start talking about you it takes a lot of time but it's like anybody we don't trust anybody straight away 
you know, our friends, it takes a long time and experience to fully trust somebody. And it's the same with business. You know, you're parting with money. So you've got to trust and like that person and know that they're going to deliver. So it does take time. But I would say that is your key things. Absolutely. I'm just I'm just thinking I, I often say to some of my clients that, um, you know, we say that first impressions count. And it's all about the first impression. I remember seeing a, a, a cartoon of two tiny babies who said, well, it's just as well we're cute because it's all about the first impression. Which clearly it's not because those babies are then going to turn into, you know, to to become some something different. So there is there's always that opportunity to move from from where, what you were the before you started your business to 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 build in a, a brand that's recognized a you that's recognized. Would you agree? Oh yeah, no, definitely. And you've got to think everybody has got a personal brand, you know, because you're meeting people, you're handing your business card out. You're talking to people and that is your personal brand. That's you. Everybody has got a personal brand. And I guess it's about how making sure that our, the perception of our personal brand is what we want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's no good. You've got to think about it. If you're somebody who's into hair and beauty or dressing a certain way, or whatever, you have to portray yourself as that person. You have to put the makeup on. You have to do your hair well because that's what you're you're representing. People, if you come in rollers or all back combed and things like that, or in a mess in your joggy outfit or anything, people aren't going to take you serious about what you're trying to sell. Yes. So you've got to put that persona on, and it's very sad in some ways, but we live and breathe. Our, you've got to be passionate about your business and live. In some ways, live and breathe it sometimes. So I think some some people find it hard to, you, you said the first thing was the why. Some people find it hard to identify their why, why they're in business. Or does, does it need to be a big why? Does it need to be something that's going to leave a lasting impression? Or is no. it enough to be doing their why? Tell, tell me about the why. Well, they've got to know why are they doing this business? Mm-hmm. What do they What do they want to achieve? from that business that's all the why is is what you're doing the business for who are you trying to serve if you don't know why you want to set this business up then how is your followers or how are your customers going to know so if you don't know it nobody else will (laughs) so that is why that why is the most important thing in some ways right at the start of your business is the reason why you want to set that business up and who you want to help. Yeah, and you, you described yours very, very clearly in the beginning. You want, yeah. Do, tell, tell, tell me again. What, why are you doing Thrive Studio? Yeah. Uh, Thrive, yeah. Thriving Brand. Basically, it's just my whole idea of it is to help women build a thriving brand to create more financial and creative freedom for themselves. That's what, that's my, my mission and my why I'm doing it. And as, as female entrepreneurs, now we know that there are not there are not enough female entrepreneurs. Only one in three entrepreneurs in the UK are female. What what would you say to people that are thinking of starting a business, thinking about stepping up and starting something new? I mean, I do work with CEOs and things like that that have worked in quite big high corporates, 
and they come out and they're a bit lost. They were really good, fantastic at their jobs, but they always had people to do things for them. So they have to go back a step and they have some fantastic ideas, but they have no structure um, and they have no strategies. And I think that is so many businesses fail in the first two years or even the first year. And it's not giving up. Don't give up. If you've really got an idea and research, do your research as much as possible. And if you're going in for a certain market, look at your competitors, look at what's out there. And if there's a massive market for it, and there is, even if there's like, you find 10 people that are doing it, there is a market for what you want to do. Turn it um, into what you want the business to be that's going to work right for you. Don't don't be frightened to do something that's different because you, you're going to stand out more. Don't And don't yes. follow the crowd. You know, and I've been doing the research for this personal branding and for thriving brand. Yeah, there is so many people putting themselves out as personal branding people. Um, a lot of the recruiters, but my I'm doing it the way I want to do it, that I can help in different different way i'm not doing it as though we're an influencer and i'm here you know i'm a big personality that is not what i want the clients to to be i want them to be comfortable in their own skin to put themselves out there everybody's different and everybody sh- should be different and that's why you pick certain people to work with um but yeah don't don't be frightened just but research, I would say before you start any business, research your competitors or what other people are doing that in the game that you want to go into. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. Yeah, know that you've got a market there and, and who, who your market is. The other issue that we have as female entrepreneurs is that we're, we're much less likely to scale our businesses up. Men scale their businesses to... Uh, much higher than women. And we bring it back to numbers. If we did, we'd make a massive difference to the to the economy. For, for someone who's in business and wanting to step up and scale up, is the, the personal branding, is that a, an important yeah, feature I mean, there? I, yeah, I work with um, quite a few companies that are, it's actually I'm dealing with the, um, you know, they've got, they've got, 30, 40 staff, and um, they still, like the sales team, they still have to have their own, their own little brand, you know, when they're selling to them, they're still showing their personality, but they also need to follow the brand of the company. Yes. So, and that's the problem I'm, I'm seeing a lot with, um, especially medium-sized companies, that they the director or the owner is not showing or not telling their staff what his principles are or how he wants to see the company. So it's not trickling down. And that is so important. And they they haven't got a brand manager. You know, they've got a marketing person who thinks different than a brand manager. I think it's getting that infrastructure within a business and look after your staff because your staff, if they're loyal to you or you're, and you're loyal to them, they're, again, they're one of your biggest sales force in more ways than one, the biggest advocate. 
Um, you'll attract the right people to your business because your brand is saying these are a really good, honest company to work for. And that's what that that's what you need to do. And if you can get that across and the staff on, if you you go to a company and the staff turnover is very fast, the alarm bells go off. Yes. If you've got um, staff that have been there a long time, tell people, you know, my staff have been here, you know, such a person has been here so many years. Because that gives you good, that's your good brand. Because you're saying you're a good company to work for. So as you grow your business, um, you want that loyalty within your firm as well as your external. Absolutely. Your, your, yes, your brand will not only attract customers, it will also attract the right team members and, yeah. and keep both. So what's been your biggest learning in business? I guess we're talking about uh, branding, you know, in terms of your business branding. What's been your business biggest learning? Oh, with, with business itself, that no doesn't mean no. You know, don't, it's, it's just the wrong time. <laughs> and then, you know, never give up. And you, with me, my brand's always evolving. The look and feel is always the same and my values have never changed. But as your business grows, your brand changes as well. Because you, you're hitting a different market sometimes as your business grows, so you, you, your brand never stops. It never it's a, a living thing, um, so it's like an emotion attachment. Um, you sort of know from all the big people like Apple and um, Nike and all, all the, the they've changed the way over COVID. They've changed the way they've done advertising. And they've got human factor that's come in. Brands always are having to evolve and it's sustainability and um, is all coming into now and saving the planet so much more. The, the companies that are very into that sort of stuff are growing and evolving. And they've got all, whether you've got massive budget or you're a one-man band, your brand it should be always evolving and you look at it and changing it uh, but your values and what you stood for and the why you set your business that should not really change it's just the other things are growing as as your your business changes that's fantastic I've had a massive blinding flash of the obvious there Lisa <laughs> because percept it's, it's you got to move with your customers I yeah. guess so yeah. over, over COVID, cost, your customers' requirements and your customers' perspectives have changed. So the businesses that have done best are the ones that have um, sort of moved with them. And that's yeah. so that evolution, not in its own right, I guess. It's, it's for the benefit of the customers and as the customers need it. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got, that's when you've got to listen to your customers and listening yes. what's what's happening in the news in some ways, yes. what's happening in the outside world. Um, because then you can move your brand forward in relation to what is happening, what the customers really, really want. You know, it's like a lot of the eco packaging now, a lot of the packaging companies are doing recyclable now, but yes. biodegradable and they're all changing the, the way they're, they're presenting their stuff. So they're listening to what the consumer wants. And that's what you've got to do all the time. Know what your, your customers want and talk to your customers. 
because their values and interests will change or their pain points will change. So listen to them. Podcasts are fantastic. I've learned some fantastic, listen to some fantastic podcasts when I've been dog walking. The one I listened to today was Mary Portis. Absolutely unbelievable. Her book's brilliant. And she was talking to a lady that runs, is really high up in Beaverbrooks and how she's developed. And she's the first, uh, one of the directors as a female. And it's a family run business. It's listening to things like that that inspire you. And you're thinking, yeah, you know, she's achieved something and she's, she's taken risks. And I think that empowers us as women listening to things like that. Um, So I'm always reading and I'm always listening to podcasts and things like that to inspire me. I always want to learn new things. Oh, a woman after my own heart. It's all about learning about um, something new, which is, which is why I started the podcast, learn about other people's stories and yeah, Yeah. add and add to your own. Do you read? What are you reading at the moment? A trouble is I get bored really easily. (laughs) So I'm reading about three books. I'm actually reading a journal, which is all, it's actually funny enough, it's called Thrive. And it's just little pockets of information, <laughs> things like that. And I'm reading, there's another one here. The One Thing I'm reading, this one, which is by Gary Keller. That's been quite interesting to, fit, to read. And also another one, really, this is what I'm like, I read about three or four at the same time. This is a guy called Marcus Sheridan. They Uh Ask You Answers. Yes. Brilliant book. It gets a bit hard halfway through, but he they call him the pool guy. He's an American guy, Mm -hmm. and he did basically set a company up building pools. Um, And it's how he he made it into a multi-million business. And I've watched, I've actually seen him do a talk as well. Really inspiring entertaining character and that's a really good book they ask you you answers uh, yeah they ask you answer and that's that's a really good book so I'm, yeah it's three three i'm reading at the moment <laughs> <laughs> i guess podcasts are easier to um keep the attention aren't they because it's yeah. just a short yeah a dog yeah. walk as, as you yeah. said yeah and it's about making the most of your time. Yeah, if you can listen listen to podcasts, get some some learning in while you're walking the dog and get some exercise as well, then it all, it's all like us women juggling all the balls, trying and to get it, as, much, as much done as possible. So in terms of female entrepreneurship, what what is it that bothers you most? What, what would you like that us to be able to, to do to, to help every woman or to eradicate something from... From the challenges that we face? I think it's, I mean, my daughters, I've got two, two daughters and it's lovely to see them in the next generation where they don't want to rely on a man. They're going to make them their own paths in life. And that's, that is really nice to see. That next generation are very equal. Our older generation, because um, I'm, I'm 50 now, we didn't have that to the same extent. I, I fought to get up the ladder and I worked hard. I was very, very lucky. Um, I had really good bosses to help me up the ladder. But I would say it's it's still, it shouldn't be, but it's still a male world. Yes. You know, I, the, I work for a number of construction companies 
you know, an architect's and it's still very, very male orientated. And even graphic design is still, there's, there's a lot more women. I mean, when I started my degree, there was only three girls and uh, the rest of it were, were blokes on it. So I've always worked in industries that's been very male orientated. I do find sometimes, and this is no disrespect to women, but sometimes female bosses are quite hard to work for because they're trying to be a man and yes. be tougher. And they shouldn't be. They should be them. You know, they should be able to be who they are and they're good at what they, they do. And they, they wouldn't have been in a position if they couldn't prove themselves, but they have a chip on the shoulder. And that's, that's what I find hard that some women have to be like that. I agree. I agree. I wonder, I wonder though, like you said, we're, yeah, the late forties, 50. And, um, that's, that's the, the culture that we've come up through, but yeah. our daughters, I agree, are, I think are coming up through a different, a different culture where that you don't have to be, have th- those, yeah, those uh, masculine traits in order to be a successful woman. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, that's what we that's were told 20 seen. years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and that was very much, yeah. especially in corporates, they were hard, some of the women that, that made themselves up the ladder. And I don't think you have, you shouldn't have to be like that. You should have to be, be you and yes. be genuine. I think that's, that's the biggest thing I would say, learning when I'm working with with entrepreneurs or some of them are really genuine and they've worked hard um, and been really, really successful, but they've been them, you know, they've not been anything else. They've, they've put themselves, um, you think of Jo Malone and things like that, mm-hmm. building her business up. She's actually just her, yes. you know, when you see her in interviews and things like that, or Deborah Meaden or they're, they've actually, they're, but they're hard business women. They've had to, you know, and but men are as well. You know, if you're going to be successful, really successful, you're not going to be nicey nice because people will tread on you <laughs> to get to the, their level. But their their persona and the way they come across is more genuine. Yes, and um, I'm just going back to what you were saying about your your girls not going to need a man. Yeah, they're they're gonna. Oh no, that that's fantastic. But I. I feel that as we're going through this transition for getting the balance right in um, an entrepreneurship, us women aren't going to change that on our own. We need men who sadly might at the moment have more influence or more impact to be able to help us to make that change. Yeah, you need that. We, we, we need men supporting women yeah, in, no, in growing their businesses as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I've been very lucky with some of my clients that are in that male world, but they've put me forward the jobs yes. and things like that. But that's because I've proved myself to them that they know I'll deliver on time and um, I provide what they want and I listen to them. So it's not whether I'm a male or female, it's because I've provided a job that's right. Yes. Um, and that's what we've got to have. That's what we've got to have. Know that it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. It's the service you provide and how you provide it. That should be your recognition, not if you're a male or a female. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I I ask everyone 
What can we do to bring about this revolution? Don't don't be frightened to say your piece. <laughs> Have a voice. Um, I think a lot of times we we take the easier. I mean, I did for years. You know, it's easier to keep quiet and have a round. I think in business it's the same. Sometimes you keep quiet, and you get walked. I've, I mean, I've had I've had freelancers that have taken taken my clients and things like that over the years, and you learn. So now I have contracts in place with my freelancers, and you learn as you as your business develops, you, you will make mistakes, but you, you have to go through those motions and, but yeah, have a voice. I think, you know, not in a nasty, don't be nasty because that will follow you because people do talk and it's quite frightening. Um, especially you say within my design world, the amount of people I know around the country you've heard of, um, you've heard about their reputations and things like that, uh, good and bad. It, the network is very small these days with social media, so you have to be careful what you say and what you do. But that's why I say be true to yourself. Don't change yourself. Be confident in yourself. You know, you can do it. And you will thrive. And you will thrive. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing Michael Heppel, I don't know if you've heard of him, he uh, taught me a valuable uh, question to ask at the end of every interview. Is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have done? Have a look at my thriving brand, Thriving You. Absolutely. <laughs> Come and join it. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I'm always here to help. I'm an open book. I will be honest with you. I believe in total honesty. I never say anything nasty. I do it in a very tactful way, <laughs> but I want the best for my clients at the end of the day. I want yeah. them to grow and I don't know if it's my motherly instinct to what. I get joy watching people that have fallen out of love of their business and they get the passion back. And that I find so rewarding. So that is, you know, anybody who wants any, any help or anything like that, then please contact me, you know, and I'll, I'll try and see if I can point them in the right direction. Absolutely. A woman after my own heart. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, Lisa. It's been great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for listening to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur's show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please join our Facebook community at Scale Her Up. Please connect with me, Brenda Hector, on social media and drop me a message to let me know you're enjoying the podcasts. Or even better, pop a wee review on iTunes. I'm going to finish by reminding you, Only one in three UK entrepreneurs are female and men are five times more likely to scale their business to over one million in turnover than women. If we started and scaled our businesses to the same extent as men, it would add 250 billion to the UK economy and provide millions of jobs. Ladies, you can do it and we're going to make a massive difference.